0: This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hi, my name is Paul Guinan and I'm the manager of market risk and securities lending for RMA. I'm joined today by Jim Clark of Clark Consulting and former professor of finance at Villanova University. I'd like to thank Jim for joining me today. And to start off, in your work and interaction with community banks, what are the major concerns of regulators that are related to balance sheet management?
1: Uh, Paul, I think there's three of them right now on on the regulatory radar uh, that I see as concerns in both the banks I consult with, and I'm on the board of two community banks. Uh, One is credit risk exposure. Uh, at, At eight years plus into the expansion of a business cycle, you have to be concerned about uh, about credit risk. and I think they're concerned. They're seeing, they're not seeing a big issue in construction lending, but they're seeing a big issue in commercial real estate, uh, especially I think, I think on the East Coast. Um, number two is liquidity risk. At this point in the cycle, uh, you shouldn't be taking a whole lot of liquidity risk. Uh, but as banks are hesitant to increase retail deposits, they are borrowing money, they're using brokered CDs while they are lending. The loan pipelines are pretty healthy uh, at a lot of community banks, uh, so we're taking on liquidity risk at a point in the cycle you would never see anybody take on liquidity risk, and because rates, rates are so low. Uh, and thirdly, interest rate risk. Uh, this exposure continues to be an issue with examiners. It's been an issue for three years. Uh, as, as Yellen continues to move rates, or it, Yellen's replacement, if there's going to be one, continues to move rates, uh, this is going to continue to be a point of <coughs> concern for examiners.
0: Thanks, Jim. Uh, of the areas you mentioned, let's discuss uh, interest rate risk. Um, you mentioned that uh, that was one of the items that's going to be on examiners' radars. Uh, you know, so between interest rate risk and liquidity risk, which you also mentioned a moment ago, uh, what's the relationship between the two, and uh, what impact do they have on institutions?
1: Uh, I believe at the large banks, there's not a correlation, a strong correlation. Most of the large banks are, have relatively uh, 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 ba- uh, relatively match balance sheets. Uh, the concern is in community banking, uh, where there could be a correlation. The issue is interest rate risk is the impact on financial statements from a change in interest rates, and examiners want you to examine both the the uh, income statement impact, which generally is the net interest income or net interest margin, and they want you to examine the impact on your balance sheet, which is, is capital, EVE or the present value of equity. Um, the... Um, the the issue is, among community banks, are you asset sensitive? Uh, that is, if rates rise, will your assets adjust more quickly than your liabilities and to a greater degree? And if that's the case, you're asset sensitive, you're going to win if rates go up. Uh, there, there There's not a strong correlation um, between liquidity and interest rate risk. Uh, I'll get back to the caveat here in a second. If you are liability sensitive, which is the reverse, if your liability costs increase more than your asset yields as rates rise, then I would be very very careful. Uh, the reason why there could be a correlation is you got many of you have pretty good loan demand. Uh, as you try to fund this loan demand, <clears throat> you're funding it with short-term borrowings or you're funding it with short-term CDs. So if you're asset sensitive, you're making yourself less asset sensitive uh, irrespective of the maturity of those loans, which could be compounding the problem. Uh, so that, that's, that's the issue and that's, uh, that, that's the, the, the degree of correlation, which is not, not perfect. It's hard to uh, say in every bank there's going to be a strong correlation because there isn't.
0: Thanks, Jim. Uh, so for a moment, if we shift gears um, and I ask you to put yourself in the shoes of an examiner, uh, you know What would the primary concern or concerns of an examiner be for an institution with respect to interest rate risk?
1: Uh, the rates are rising, and they've been rising since December of um, 2015. Now, at a relatively slow rate, uh, in, in 2017, we've seen two increases this year, June, uh, March and June. Uh, possibly another one in December. It's still questionable uh, at, this degree, at this point, uh, if we're going to see one. But there, there was another one forecasted. So that's one issue. The rates are going up. Another issue is surge deposits. That A lot of money came on the bank balance sheets in 2008, 2009, out of the investment companies. And some of that money is still sitting on our, on our balance sheets. Um, and it's sitting on there in large pools of money at relatively low costs. Now, there's not a lot of aggressive pricing in retail uh, with, with retail deposits, but as Yellen gets more aggressive, and this if the Fed in 218 would move 75 basis points more, you're, you're going to start to see a more aggressive pricing on retail deposits. Well, just think about the concern. You've got a lot of money sitting in savings accounts at about 20 basis points uh, average weighted, weighted average cost of funds and you're paying on your CDs 90 to 110 basis points. Well, if you had to protect those pools and use CD specials, what would the cost change be? It would be a significant. You're paying 20, uh, you would have to go to about 100 basis points, but you won't go to 100 basis points because if pricing gets aggressive, somebody down the street is going to be a 220 on a five-year CD. That's the concern, and that, that's rate risk, uh, the tr- tr- significant impact in, on costs of rates go up. That's one issue. Uh, the, other, the, the other issue is demographics, uh, that the the world has changed, uh, the age demographics especially. Uh, in 2006, the last time rates went up to any significant degree, the major, uh, the largest uh, population group were the baby boomers. Uh, if you look at the 17, 2017, Look at what the migrants, the migrants have done. They've moved the Y generation into the, baby, into the millennials. Uh, that is now the largest population group. Um, millennials are, st- uh, I mean, baby boomers are still significant, but these millennials uh, are now the most significant. Uh, we've never seen how they behave in rising rate environments. That, that's a major concern with assumptions, which we'll get to in a minute, Um, The other issue is our most loyal uh, group of people have always been the senior citizens who were 61 plus in 2006. They are now 72 plus. Um, We're losing part of that generation, we're losing those customers, some of our best customers, and probably some of our least inter-sensitive customers, uh, pretty loyal and not inter-sensitive. Um, this, is, this is an issue with these demographics. Uh, the, the mistake we're probably making in community banking today is we're making assumptions that we clearly understand these c- senior citizens and we're still trying to figure out the millennials, but we have an idea of how millennials behave. They kind of like mobile banking, they like uh, the, the banking on the cell phone, um, less so for seniors. But what you have to be careful of is it's all generations. All generations are changing behavior. Uh, The best place to look at that is look at retail. Look at what's happening in retail to uh, people like Macy's. Uh, They are just losing customers across the board, not just the young people. They're losing customers across the board. Many people, many senior citizens are shopping on the Internet. And our greatest fear is when these rates start to move that they're going to shop... Uh, deposits on the internet. They're going to go to uh, Google or they're going to go to Siri and simply ask a simple question, get me the best uh, five-year CD, the highest rated five-year CD in the state of Pennsylvania that's FDIC insured. I just told you, everything's important to me. Uh, That is our biggest nightmare, but I think we are going to experience some of that nightmare. And examiners, I think, are concerned about that.
0: Thanks, Jim. Um, So moving along to uh, an area that I'm sure keeps a lot of uh, institutions up at night, stress testing. Um, Concerns regarding stress testing that I'm sure a lot of places have, what are are the areas that institutions should pay attention to to kind of combat the concerns around that area of banking?
1: We all use simulation models today. And a simulation model, uh, to get realistic, is a a very sophisticated Excel spreadsheet. Um, The uh, with these sophisticated Excel spreadsheets the key is assumptions the assumptions you have to put into these spreadsheets and that's where what an examiner knows is what I know and any good accountant knows when you work with a spreadsheet you can get any result you want just let me program your assumptions uh, and that's, that's where the concern is so if I'm going to attack your results of your interest rate risk modeling I'm going to go after your assumptions and that's basically where the examiners are going with this the first assumption that they have been a, 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 a questioning over the last few years has been prepayment speeds, especially on residential mortgage portfolios. Uh, there's, different me- there's different areas. You're in a metropolitan area like Chicago, Philadelphia, and New York. You have probably higher speeds uh, because you got more mobility than rural areas. Uh, therefore, if you, if you say to the examiner, I'm going to default to the model, what that model is usually doing is the vendor is using Wall Street speeds. They're using metropolitan areas, and that's what's being questioned. You're not in a metropolitan area. How can you be using these speeds? So they're forcing you to look at your own speeds and try to test and try to backtest and figure out your own speeds, which, which is not hard to do, and, and many of us today are doing a pretty good job customizing our speeds to our local markets. Um, But the assumptions that are much more important and are much more difficult to try to validate would be what are called beta coefficients or sensitivity measures of your non-maturity deposits. As As you tell that simulation model to move rates up 100, 200, 300, 400, which you have to do to run these stress tests, Um, you have to put the assumption in to the model of what's going to happen to that now account, your, your retail checking account, if, if Yellen moves rates a hundred or two hundred. So you put that assumption in, it's called the beta coefficient. So what you do is you try to say, look, if she goes a hundred, we're going to go 20 basis points. Um, so I pay right now 15 basis points on my now account, I'm going to pay 35 if she goes a hundred. I'm going to pay 55 if she goes two hundred. well, how, how do you know this is accurate? Well, this is the way it worked back in 2006, the last time rates went up. But, but the world's changed. Um, and the, the exam, that's what the examiner is going to suggest to you. The, whole, the world has changed. We just went through these changes. So the, uh, it, the OCC has run a, a, stress t- a, a, a sample, 1,200 banks, uh, two years ago, and they are showing you the results. So on a NOW account, the median is 23 basis points. She goes 100, or the Fed goes 100 you're going to go, 20, the median bank's is going to go 23 in their sample. Uh, at the low end, it's about 15 basis points, the 25th percentile, uh, the second quartile, uh, the first quartile. The, um, so that's, that's being challenged, and it's being challenged because do we really know how people are behaving? Um, and the same thing would apply if I went to your savings accounts, if I went to your MMDA, which are probably the most important, where we really, it's really questionable that we know sensitivity. The, the key to this, and what an examiner is going to tell you, is you've got to backtest. But how do you backtest? Rates have not moved significantly since 206. See, I can backtest from 1999 to 206. I can catch an up environment, I can catch a down environment. And I can catch a second up environment. So I can backtest. But rates haven't moved in 11 years. I mean, how do you backtest? They're forcing backtesting. And if you look at the results of backtesting today, you'll see what's going on. There's two things involved, rate and volume. And usually what's happening is you're looking at the forecast the model gave you, you're looking at the end of the year, the results, and you're saying you're showing the variance. But very often the variance is not built on rate because rate hasn't changed significantly. The variance is built off of... um, Uh, off of the uh, volume. it's The volume's changed. I made an assumption about the increase in the loan portfolio. The loan portfolio increased more than I assumed at the beginning of the year. Uh, That's not a valid analysis of interest rate risk, but that's the best we can do uh, given where we are today with the movement of rates.
0: Thanks, Jim. So continuing to think about uh, models and assumptions, uh, you had mentioned backtesting. Is that an area that you feel complicates, uh, I'm sorry, helps to reduce the uh, difficulty in evaluating assumptions yeah. used in modeling interest rate yeah. risk?
1: It, 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 with modeling interest rate risk, uh, these are sophisticated Excel spreadsheets, and we have to get through all this, uh, putting, these, putting our assets and liabilities in it. We'd like to have some confidence in this. And, uh, and th- we've always been able to gain confidence by backtesting. Uh, as I mentioned earlier it 's relatively simple to back test prepayment speeds because what I can do is I can look at what the model told me this the, the speeds going to be in and this is re- this is refinancing this is an amortization on a residential mortgage portfolio uh, and then I can look at the end of a period and I can see what the actual results were and do that for the last eight quarters and you notice something well we are over predicting our prepayment speeds. Well then fine, dial back your speeds and which is making the model closer to your local area. I mean, that, it, that's relatively easy. It's very very difficult to to test two other assumptions. One is beta which is what we just talked about and we talked about back testing. The other is decay rates. Uh, decay rates basically mean this. If you don't change the rate on, on an account how long will that accounting exist at your bank? What's the decay going to look like? And that's tough to, to test unless you can move rates, but it's very important in the modeling. Uh, decay is important when you model the EVE the, the or the net present value of capital. Beta is very uh, important when you model the income statement. So this is the problem we're rising today. Uh, examiners are forcing me to try to backtest, but I can't do accurate backtesting.
0: Thanks, Jim. Uh, so in an upcoming... Episode of this podcast, we'll discuss liquidity risk and your views on short-term interest rates uh, as they continue to increase. Where you think they're going to go, etc. Um, with tight liquidity and exposure to interest rate risk, uh, what are some of the things the community banks Alco Group should be paying attention to in the coming year?
1: Uh, pay attention to the forecasts of short-term interest rates and. Um, the forecast right now is relatively moderate uh, as you go into 18, um, maybe one more change in 17, but relatively moderate, maybe two, three at the most in 18, which if you look at history is relatively moderate. The, uh, and, and we can handle this. Uh, it's, it's more aggressive changes that would cause us a lot more problems on bank balance sheets. Uh, So I I would be watching interest rates. I'd be watching my loan portfolio. That's probably the thing I'd be watching with the most concern is my loan portfolio, the loan pipeline every time we go to an ALCO meeting. Because what's happening is many of us are pushing loan-to-asset ratios towards 80, which means you probably have loan-to-deposits pushing 100. You are giving away liquidity. I mean, you you have to be shrinking liquidity. And to fund these loans, what more and more of us are doing is we're using wholesale funding, brokered CDs or the the Home Loan Advance line, but we're not extending. We're staying relatively short, um, which means we're compounding. To, to make these loans, we're compounding our exposure to interest rates. Uh, we're making ourselves less asset sensitive or more liability sensitive. Uh, I would be paying attention to this and uh, I would be paying, th- th- there's a lot of things to focus on at the Alco meeting. Right now I'd be focused heavily on the loan pipe pipeline and sometimes making a decision, hey, maybe we don't want to continue to fund at this level uh, and move our loan to asset ratio even higher. In 18, I think you're going to have to resign your focus. Um, and you're going to have to start thinking about deposits. At the moment, there's not a lot of aggressive p- pricing in the deposit market, but it's going to come in 18 likely. So th- that's, I'd get ready for it, and I would start to talk in my meeting today about some scenarios of what we're going to do. Uh, but it's a tough period.
0: Thanks, Jim. Certainly a lot to consider for institutions. I'd like to thank you once again for taking the time to share your insights with regard to these issues uh, with the Army membership as well as me. If you have any questions or comments regarding this discussion, you can contact me at pguinan, that's P-G-U-I-N-A-N, at rmahq.org. And to learn more about market risk and how it impacts your institution, please go to www.rmahq.org and click on Market Risk Management Education and Resources.